Face for Radio was available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts, and at our website, echoplexmedia.com, where you can find links to all of the sources and music used in this program. While you're there, you can check out our other great shows, Local Love in the Plex, and make sure to click the support tab to find out all the ways that you can support Echoplex Media. And now, on with the show. Next up on the docket, which I'm really excited about and have been so excited about all fucking week, is Netflix's new series, Stranger Things. Now, um, this show is a profound, in my opinion, a profound example of how you can make something that is nostalgic and original and yet pays homage to all the great things from the 80s that we absolutely love without having to reboot or remake something. If everything down to the fucking theme song and opening title credits. It's oh, I loved just, it. Oh, man. I felt like it really felt like I was just that like was a the little moment. kid again watching moment. a show. That was the moment I was just of- like, <laughs> and they they are actually going to be releasing so the music awesome. from the show on a on a double album. Huh. Uh, the first the first album comes out tomorrow, actually digitally online. Coming soon to a torrent near you, indeed. <laughs> and uh, and then the second one's going to drop in on the 18th or the 19th, and then the CD's coming out in September. So, cool. uh, yeah, the music from Stranger Things. I, I, I let's talk about that for a minute because I think that's the great one of the great initial pulls of this show is when you see that title sequence. Oh, absolutely! And you hear that theme. It feels like like you're watching like an old. RoboCop like intro or some some really like slow going kind of suspenseful like intro when you're just I remember like seeing those sorts of things as a kid and being like fuck's going to start come on you know Well you know what it so. really reminded me of was when Tangerine Dream did the score for Legend Okay It really kind of reminds me of that electric 80s soundtrack really, that's like, just synthy synthy yeah. and fucking awesome Yeah yeah. Well, the movie or the 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 way that the music is, I mean, I feel like totally just adds to the entire feel of of it really kind of puts you back in that like I kind of remember like this era. I was really little, but I remember that like it's kind of like a psychological pull. Yeah. It is. It definitely pulls on your your emotions and your heartstrings. That's why it's so great, though. Yeah. And they did that with everything, but the music really gets you in the beginning, and you're just like, yay! <laughs> Especially after the first episode, and you're just, oh man. Yeah. I powered through it in a day. I so, won't even lie. So I <laughs> Me too. actually like, oh was my like, God. I watched one episode. Like, I'll just watch one. I don't. <gasps> I don't know the theme song, but that's how I feel about the Game of Thrones theme song. So I can totally relate. The strangest things, like I can't even hum it right now. But at the same time, it's like a tone. It's like hearing like a lullaby or a, a theme song from a cartoon you watched as a kid, where yeah. you're like, I forgot I knew this, or like this looks like. Well, first I of all, I did not even see that. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. yeah. Like, is you see it on like uh, on my Netflix where, like, the artwork for the show even just kind of looks like an old VHS cover. You know, where they used to do like the oh, oil painting God. for the yes. show. Yeah. yeah. Very much or for the movie. It very much reminds me of the um the posters imagery that was made for the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Re- the more recent stuff that they did. I think in the I want to say maybe in the nineties. There's a very famous. Uh, movie poster artist. He also did, I think, the Indiana Jones posters, and I mean, he's done uh, just a very reminiscent a of that style. Tremendous body of work, and I think this is either done by him or someone who is just a, a tremendous fan of his because it yeah. looks just like that shit. When I was a kid, there was a movie that is actually my favorite childhood movie. It's called The Monster Squad, and it's basically about a bunch of kids who get together and hunt 
uh, the Universal Monsters, Dracula and Swamp Thing and, um, you know, the mummy. And that's what this show reminds me of, among various other things. You you could see all the homages to the Goonies and to Firestarter and... E.T. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it definitely has all of those uh, things. And, you know, even, even, even just the titles that they use are straight out of fucking type that they use for Stephen King novels. Thank you. I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that, because that's one of the first things that I noticed when I saw the poster. And I, like, and I saw the, the words, I was like, that looks like the cover of every Stephen King novel I've ever read. <laughs> it- it's brilliant. It is. <laughs> it's and this this show, I just first impressions, I watched a little bit of the first episode. I didn't get a chance to catch the whole series, but it's such a it's such a tremendous like it's just such a tremendous remix of of so many, you know, different uh different aspects of pop culture from that period. And that's not a that's not a word that I would use lightly to describe like film and cinema projects anymore. The only film I can really think to draw immediate comparisons to in that regard is Star Wars. It's as if Stephen King wrote The Goonies, Spielberg directed it, and H.R. Giger did the creature design and some of the set design. That's how this show feels to me, um, among all the other character tropes that you see. You know, you got the... You got the boy uh, Mike, who's like the lead hero. Who of, looks almost of exactly the boy like girl. Elliot from ET. Right? Oh no, seriously! Yeah. <laughs> like almost exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got his buddies, his goofy buddies. You know, the the first shot of the first episode is him and his buddies in their basement playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, how fucking awesome is that? (laughs) Um, And then you and you got playing for ten hours, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And you got you know you got sort of like the chubby kid who's in there, who's you know I saw chunk in him. He's like a little bit of chunk with like a little bit of a. What's the main guy in the Goonies' name? What? <laughs> what? Sean Astin's now character? It's our time down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Astin's, Sean Astin's <laughs> character. Yeah. Little Mikey. Little Mikey. Mikey. Fuck, his name's Mike, too. Okay. Right. Yeah, there you go. Okay, then. Okay. So well, you got Mike um, and you got yeah. Chunk. And, and you got and, Ripper yeah. Phoenix from Stand By Me. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I don't think I hadn't noticed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I just made that connection. You have the character with the special powers. I mean, you have E.T., yeah. but she's right there and she's a telepath and she could do shit with her mind like you know like in firestarter she she could do all kinds of crazy shit and and that's that's one of the great things it's just it's a show about a bunch of kids who band together to hunt a fucking monster and save and their fight friend. evil and save the world yeah it is so good i mean even down to the little sci-fi little fantasy like breaking through the dimensions you're like what the fuck did they just happen to yeah yeah like you have the evil government like entity but then you also Mm -hmm. have this supernatural like other world that like well one of the things that really sort of surprised me with this show was uh the character that plays uh mike's sister you know she she kind of goes down uh i would say a little bit of a typical trope as far as a young girl in her teenage years she falls in love with a boy and she has sex with him for the first time and you're kind of thinking, oh, you know, what what is this character really going to have to offer at the end of this show? And then when she finds out that this Demogorgon thing is in her town, she Sister like steps up. She fucking arms up like Ridley and Alien. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That's that amazing. That I know. 
and she takes this thing out and it's and it's very similar to to how the the female character in Freddy Krueger actually kind of <laughs> lures Freddy Krueger at the end of that first film. She also kind of reminded me a lot of Winona Ryder's character in Edward Scissorhands and then uh Jonathan Byers' character is kind of like Edward Scissorhands where it's like she was kind of like the cunty popular yeah. girl. And then so <laughs> she's like, "Oh wait, I do have I do have like a feelings i'm a nice person See that f- when you first meet her i thought she was just gonna be a nobody character i thought yeah. she's yeah. just the like bitchy the the stereotypical, like, stereotypical <laughs> older sister you're like all right whatever Something's you write her off fifther. no and then oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she's always been that way she's a bitch <laughs> anyway but yeah no and then like she turned into a real person and you're like shit one of the things i love about this too is that the show is fucking everything to everyone like we're all yeah. sitting here and and we're we're able to cite 20 30 different pieces of 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 cinema that we all know and love. Yeah, it was really well, about it this one on a, like, fucking show. Like that's a that's a real testament to this whole fucking job. They like, fit into the genre really well. And, just, and I yeah. think that because they were able to still like draw so many like influences from so many recognizable influences yet still come up with something totally original is pretty fucking cool yeah i really mm-hmm. really gotta hand it to the duger brothers here uh they are they're young they were like born in 1984 and they put this together and they did a great job and um i sincerely hope that they get more projects in the future and that that this series is going to continue it's it's really become sort of like oh they left you with a cliff a huge hit oh yeah it totally did of course they did totally because did. that's what the they, story is gotta, not it done just called, yeah oh, so perfect yeah. So um, one of the kids, the kid that actually dun, dun, dun. plays Mike uh, on on Stranger Things has actually been cast as Richie Tozier in the It remake that Warner Brothers is currently working on. Interesting. What? That should be so, for, for those of us who, who can't recall very well, refresh our memory as to whom that character is. Richie Tozier is the character that's uh, a goofball, a jokester. Um, the one that that comes up with all the really good one-liners against Henry Bowers. Okay. Um, that's Richie Tozier. He was he was originally in the in the first It uh, film that they made. He was originally played by Seth Green. Huh. What? When he was a kid. Yeah. Oh my God! I totally didn't even put that together until <laughs> just now. That's another thing that I got to give this this show credit for. Getting a good acting job out of children oh, is that kid's really only 12 hard. Years old, and Dude, she is an amazing them. little actress. They all actress. did great. The like the banter between the boys, where it was like it wasn't forced, yeah. but it was still like had just enough swearing and like silly banter in it that you're it was, like, this is believable. believable. And then yeah. her to come in and be like, just trying really hard to like keep like figure out what was going on and like keep her shit together. And like they did great. They got great jo- like acting out of these children, which is so hard. They did, and the girl who played Eleven did such a great job, and you really believe that she was just this child who grew up in a lab where they were doing experiments on her and when she breaks out into the real world it's just this whole new thing for oh, her and she just like can like break somebody's arm without flinching i just oh, yeah. Yeah. god what a little badass she she is a little badass yeah, yeah. subtle little facial expressions as she's like watching people right. all furtively and then she freaks out and breaks someone's neck yeah. and then like a scared deer's like oh shit run away and you know, and she really, you really feel for her character. You know, when they do yeah. a lot of the flashback sequences where where you see them doing the tests on Try her. Trying to make her kill the bunny. I know. Oh. And the kitty. And, and you know, um, 
You know the the, the them putting her in the grocery store, store scene. Oh god! Oh Dude, yeah! This, that grocery uh. store scene was just perfect. Instead of Reese's <laughs> pieces, it. it's fucking waffles. That's my favorite food on earth. So I was like especially happy. Plus, waffles were technically made in Santa Clara County in the 1950s. Little side note for you. Learn You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know about my egos. Yeah, there's so, so much, there's so much to chew on. Don't watch then, it. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I, I promise. You yeah. Will. So, Face for Radio says watch <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, show. 